Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get a, oh yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 123 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. Founded in 2003 by Jill Brennan, Harborin Marketing has traditionally provided marketing consulting services to small businesses. Over the years, Jill has worked with many small business owners that are overwhelmed by the complexity of marketing their products or services and frustrated by their reliance on marketing types. I'm doing air quotes that sell them what they have rather than what the business needs. We learn about pivoting and how to know when to move on. Jill schools us on finding that sweet spot when working with companies that need your product or service but can't afford it. We also dispel a common misconception about business ownership. All right, let's dig in. All right, Jill, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Perfect, perfect. So, Jill, first of all, let me say thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us. You are literally all the way across the world, and yet here we are connecting. I'm in Wisconsin. You're all the way over. Where are you? I'm in Brisbane, and I'm thrilled to be chatting with you. <laughs> all the way in Brisbane, and we're conversating, communicating. You have to love technology, right? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, usually when I, when I ask people to tell us about themselves, Feel free to go all the way back to the day it all started, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. Well, I actually grew up in a, a small country town on the other side of Australia, so even further from the US. And uh, it was in the modern dark ages, really. There was no internet and it was very hard to to sort of find out what was happening in the world. So I used to read a lot. I was quite a voracious reader. And so a trip to the library was just the highlight of the day. And I really, you know, right from that, the early days, I've always been very curious about the world and, um, you know, how I can, you know, how we communicate with each other and kind of make connections. So I, um, I did a lot of traveling. I, after I finished university, I went and worked in a mining town and then, um, I did that so that I could have enough money to go to China. So I went from a town of a thousand people in the outback of Australia to 10 million in Beijing. It was quite a, a culture shock. And then I traveled around Europe for a while and um, then eventually found myself back in Australia um, helping organizations to work with China and, and businesses to export to Japan. 
Um, so I did that for a number of years. And then um, my husband got a job in Malaysia, so we moved there for quite a few years. And I started my own business uh, when we came back. So I feel like I've been, uh, you know, a student of people in, in lots of respects, lots of different uh, experiences. But when I started my own business, um, this is in 2003, and I actually started an online membership service back before they were really kind of accepted. And I think it was, you know, it had merit, but I eventually I had to sort of shut it down because not enough people were prepared to pay. It, it kind of, it just didn't, it, it, people liked it, but not enough. And, you know, that was a really great lesson in that, you know, you can have a great product and you can have a great idea, but if people aren't prepared to pay, then, you know, you really, you don't have much at all. So I, from there, I then moved to um, finding out what it takes to get people to, to take an action, how to get them to, to convert. Um, so I promoted a lot of other people's products and services and, and generated lots of leads and sales for different businesses, really trying to fine tune that that kind of what it takes to, to get action. And from that, I then did lots of consulting, some marketing consulting for quite a few years. I can't remember exactly how many, um, which has been great. And I've worked with a variety of companies, usually small businesses, um, and they are, are typically, you know, they're frustrated with where they're at. They, they often um, have got to a certain size, but then they get a bit stuck and they, they can't work out how to grow to that next stage. And, you know, often they don't have the resources within their business to, to grow, so they're looking for some outside guidance. So, I've, I've you know, as I said, I've done consulting for quite a few years. And, and one of the things that I've noticed is that often the businesses that need the most help um, can't actually afford to have a marketing consultant help them. So that's something I've been really focusing on in the last few years is trying to work out ways that I can help other companies to grow but in a more cost-effective way. So that's one of the reasons why I wrote my book um, called Get Smarter Marketing, uh, How to Build uh, a Savvy Business. And, you know, that was to sort of you know, really help businesses because it's very confusing with marketing there's just so many so much noise <laughs> about what you need to do and you must be here and you try this and try that and I think it gets really overwhelming for business owners so I've, I've worked on the book and um, created an online training program as well um, also aimed at businesses that that need that strategic help but can't really afford to to take on a marketing consultant let me backtrack all the way um, back to the beginning here. What um, you talked a little bit about how you worked in a mining town in order to be able to afford to travel to China, and you mentioned somewhere along the um, along the way you found a husband and got married and moved to Malaysia. And so there was a lot of stuff that happened between the the time you started working at the, in the mining town and when you started your business. What I'm curious to know is. Why did you start the business in the first place? What what led you to that to that decision? Yeah, well, we we'd been in Malaysia for nearly seven years, and I'd had two children while we were there. Uh, and in coming back, I knew we were coming back to Australia, and I I wanted to be able to you know be available for my kids, but also to have some flexibility in in what I was doing. And you know, I came up with this what I thought was a fantastic idea. And uh, it just seemed like a great opportunity. Um, I think probably naively, as many people do when they start a business, you think you're going to have all this incredible flexibility. 
Um, but it just means that you get to work weekends and <laughs> you get to work nights and you have often a very flexible income in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, we know with often a lot more money going out than, than is coming in. Um, so yeah, that was, that was really the, the, um, the push to, to do a business. And I'd been reading lots of books. Um, I, you know, while I was in Malaysia about starting a business, different options and, and, you know, the internet seemed like a great, a great, um, a great way to do it and, and have that flexibility. Gotcha. Now, when you, in your answer, you mentioned that people liked it, but not enough and they weren't ready. They weren't prepared to pay. What was the the moment that you realized that, and what did you do to, I guess, accept it? And how did you mentally prepare yourself to move to move on? Yeah, well, I tried. Um, so I tried a few different things. So you know, I really tried to make it work. Um, tried lots of different ways to promote it. Um, that was back in the day when you would uh, you could take out ads in email newsletters. Um, that was a way to sort of promote what you were doing so you could get in front of lots of people if you didn't have a list of your own. Um, I tried selling it off, selling the service offline, so trying to get, um, you know, cafes involved. So I was sort of uh, cold calling businesses um, and I tried creating an app um, or looking at creating an app for it and, you know, that was sort of the early days of apps or actually it was the early days of apps but smartphones hadn't even come out. So I just felt like I I got all this sort of evidence that I was kind of too ahead of the curve in lots of respects um, and it just, it, I kept thinking it, it, it shouldn't be this hard. Um, you know, if, if there's really legs for it, then, you know, something should click and nothing was really clicking. I, I mean, I gave it, you know, a couple of years, so maybe that's foolish or maybe, maybe that's determination. I'm not quite sure. Obviously, it that decision worked out, and I think a lot of times people hold on to things too long, um, and that's the reason why I was asking the question is because mm-hmm. timing is is super, super important. You have to know um, when to go, when to stop, when to you know, you, you have to understand and have a feel for timing. So talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that and both when from the learning experience and the successful experiences. Yeah, I, th- I think timing is, is really crucial. And, you know, as I said, you can have the best idea in the world, but if people aren't ready for it, then, it, you know, it really, it just makes it like you're sort of wading through quicksand. Um, so that's something that I look at now and I really try to test um, what I'm doing. Uh, so in creating the course that I created, which is all about um, how to better connect to your audience, I, I did a number of um, calls where I talked to people who would be ideal for the course about what they wanted, what their challenges were, um, you know, what what their pain points were, what they needed, how they like to learn, all those sort of things. And I think that that's something, you know, certainly for a startup, if you can get as much feedback as you can as early as you can and, and allow that to sort of shape what you do, I think that's really crucial. Uh, and, and then, you know, I think in any business you want to always be testing um, and, and seeing how you can improve, how you can make it better. In your answer there, you mentioned challenges. How do you overcome challenges? I try to take the emotion out of it as quickly as I can. And one of the the quotes that I kind of rely on is that you get the results you need, you get the results you want, or you get the lessons you need. 
So I try to always see what the lesson is um, and, you know, because there's a lesson in everything, <laughs> otherwise you, you would have had exactly what you wanted. But even if you get what you want, there's still a lesson in that. So, yeah, really try to, to take the emotion out of it and, and try to, to see, you know, how, how it could have been done differently because sometimes too, you know, you can try something and it doesn't work but there's actually a kernel of, of positivity in there. There's a kernel of something that you can work on um, particularly, like for example, if you're doing online advertising, you know you're really looking for clues about what's working and what's not, and then you, you can sort of make changes based on that. I think a lot of marketing is actually about getting clues, and and then you know sort of knowing how to react to it and and to improve. But yeah, that that's probably the the main one is just what's the lesson? Take the emotion out, and how can I move forward? One of the questions that I always like to ask people is, what's your superpower? And I, and I like that question because it causes uh, people to sometimes kind of self-reflect and say, hmm, what is my superpower? So yeah. what's your superpower? I think it's a, a combination of being experimental and empathy. Um, one of the things that, you know, in, in being very curious about people and loving stories is that I'm very interested in in putting myself in other people's shoes and, and relating to them. Uh, and I think that that together with always testing, always experimenting with new things is probably my superpower. Always trying to find a better way. What are some of your keys to success? The, the main key to success is that, you know, that always being open to testing and open to getting it wrong. Um, I, you know, I certainly don't profess to have all the answers, so I'm I'm continually learning by reading books, listening to lots of different podcasts, including yours, and just you know, being open to to what comes in. And because um, one of the things I found, you know, in, in certainly in the business that I started, is that I had a, quite a fixed um, mindset of what I how I thought it should work, and I don't think that looking back now that that was particularly helpful. Um, I mean, on the other hand, you don't want to be pivoting it, you know, every every second day, but you certainly want to be open to feedback and open to um, to just yeah to to what people are actually wanting, what they need. So I'm I'm curious to hear your um, your take on. Uh, you mentioned your superpower being curiosity and empathy, putting yourself in um, other people's shoes. How how has that helped in being a marketing professional? Well, I think that's really crucial uh, in marketing because one of the, the things with running your own business is a lot of it is focused on what you're doing inside the business. So, you know, accounting, um, operations, purchasing, it's all focused and, and managing your team, it's all focused internally, whereas marketing is actually outward focused. You're trying to build that bridge between your business and your audience. So I actually think it's it's a crucial attribute and it's, I mean, I think it's something we, you know, all business owners need to be thinking about is is how they can put themselves into the shoes of their audience because you, you're wanting to sort of draw them into your world and, and you can't really do that if you're not thinking about them and thinking about things from their perspective. I don't know the exact number on this, but I would bet that a large percent of businesses fail because they don't do just that. Mm. They don't put themselves in the in the shoes of their customers, and they're they're thinking about their business completely backwards. Um, 
And, and and that's why one of the reasons I really love doing this show is because of the the golden nuggets, as I call them, that I get from the guests. So to me, that's a huge, huge, huge differentiator, right? Just perspective yeah. and understanding how to view um, your customer. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's I see it all the time, even just from people's websites. They're, they're really talking often about themselves, yet people are visiting their website because they want to know what's in it for them, <laughs> uh, as we all do when it, whenever we do anything. We're always wondering, well, what's what's in it for me? How can I approach this or, or how can I, you know, get what I want? Um, yet when people put their website together, they're very much focused on what they can do and all about them. They talk about our customers, you know, our work, our services, our products, rather than thinking about what the customer's looking for. Perfect, perfect, perfect. This is one of my favorite questions of all time. If you can meet anyone in the world, who would it be and what would you say to them? Well, I'm not sure if you can include someone who, who isn't alive anymore. Absolutely. <laughs> question. Um, but I would actually, I would, I would love to meet my dad, actually. He died when I was nine. And I would really love to hear his story. Um, I'd love to hear, you know, what his life was like. I feel like um, I, I don't have that, and I feel like it's a missing piece. Um, but the other person I would also love to to meet, uh, who's also not alive, is Steve Jobs, and I would ask him what business he would start if he was starting a business today. Wow, that's a fascinating question. I am. Um, I often. I, I think I can definitely identify with uh, with you wanting to meet your dad. It's amazing being a father myself, how much, uh, just that perspective, just getting an insight on kind of what they were thinking in their time and how that impacts us as we grow uh, out, mm. out of that is is one of the things that I um, really guard closely as a father myself. I want to make sure that um, I'm giving them as much as I can uh, now uh, so that when they're my age, they can be further along. So I definitely, definitely get that. Yeah, and I think, you know, take as much video as you can. Um, you know, video wasn't, well, we didn't have a, a video camera and I would love to have heard my dad's laugh. I mean, what did that sound like? I, I just don't remember. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think, yeah, as much video and as many photos as you possibly can, it's, it's, they're good to have. Gotcha, gotcha. So we've learned a lot about you. We've learned that you've worked in everywhere from mines to uh, China to all over the world. Tell us about your business. What do you do? Sure. So I help small businesses to better communicate to their audience. Um, I work best with those businesses that think a bit differently, that aren't just after um, you know, a quick fix. They, they really want to build a solid business. So I've built a number of, as I said, tools to, to help business owners um, to, to better connect. One of them is a story worksheet, um, which takes people through how to tell their business story in a way that is actually going to build a better connection with their audience. It's really tough starting with a blank page. No one enjoys it. <laughs> so this uh, worksheet actually helps people by asking them questions so that they can get the sort of four key elements that that make up a good story um which is you know problems that that people are facing and the reason for your business what challenges you 
experienced in putting your business together, the triumph, so that's sort of the emotional payoff for the audience, how you got it right, and then evolution, so what you're doing to improve. Um, and I have that sort of freely available on my website and a few other tools as well. Awesome, awesome. So if you had to give the enterprisers an actionable tip or step to improve their businesses today, what would that be? Well, I would say uh, get a copy of the the story worksheet and tell your story. I really think that telling your business story can be a superpower for a small business because bigger companies, they, they can't be as personal and they can't be as intimate with their audience. And I really think that this is a, is a huge opportunity for small businesses to just to own their story and, and you know, be a bit vulnerable, be, you know, share who you are and, and what you're about and can really help you connect with your audience. Awesome. Awesome advice. So as we wrap things up, if people want to reach out to you, learn even more about you, your business, how can they how can they do that? Sure. So harbren.com, H-A-R-B-R-E-N.com forward slash story to get the, the story worksheet or on any of the socials. Um, it's Harbren on, on pretty much everything. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jill, thanks again for taking the time out to share your experience and your knowledge with the enterprisers. We certainly do appreciate it. Thank you very much, Elsie. It's been great chatting with you. And um, and give us that, that link uh, again, the to the, the story? Sure. So it's harbren.com, H-A-R-B-R-E-N.com forward slash story. Enterprisers. I know I say this every week, but as you know, I say it every week because it's true every single week. Another story from another fantastic business owner, entrepreneur, all the way from Australia. So I'm always extra excited when I'm speaking with people from uh, across the world. I don't take it lightly. I really do appreciate uh, the opportunity to be the host of the Enterprise Now podcast. So thank you guys so much for your support, because without you, I would not be able to do what I do. So reach out to me. Let me know that we are adding value to your life and to your business. Uh, you know my email address, but I'll give it to you. It's eflinard at enterprise-now.biz. Reach out. Let me know that we're doing um, a good job adding value to you guys. Thank you so much. And we'll talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance operations? Shoot me an email mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.